in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Isn't it amazing that he wrote that 2,000 years ago? And yet there's denominational churches all over the world that hadn't figured out that God's one. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehendeth it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. And the same came for a witness to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. Now he was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which lighteneth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. I'd like for you to read that verse with me. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came to his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Amen. Maybe you have a need tonight. You'd just like to raise your hand before the Lord. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Almighty God, we love you with all of our hearts tonight. Lord, we ask you that you would anoint our lips. We can study and lay aside time and prepare. But Lord, it, it's like a, a lady that cooks an incredible feast. If people aren't hungry, it won't be much of an environment. But Father, we realize that your bride pulls on the word. And I ask you once again that you would anoint this audience, anoint the people that were here. Lord, may you touch us. Sweep down through these, these places tonight and come to where we're sitting, Father. Anoint this vessel that we can step behind this, this sacred desk. And may man not see me, but may they see Jesus. That's what we've come tonight. Step to this pulpit tonight, we pray. In Jesus Christ's name, you may be seated. <clears throat> There's been some incredible steps that take place, and I'd like to just kind of grab your attention just for a few moments. There's been some incredible steps that has taken place in humanity. First of all, when Adam stepped out of the Garden of Eden, <clears throat> he made a decision. That decision was his eyes were wide open. Adam, Adam was not deceived. He knew exactly what he was doing. He could have allowed Eve to be destroyed but he took her place and placed his seed inside of her that she could be saved. Now you see, God did not, did not when he cast them out of the Garden of Eden, 
He did not have to redeem them. He could have allowed them to walk out of the Garden of Eden and just allow them to become just dust, fallen. But God made a way back. He made a way back and he called them back. And as he calls them back, there has to be a substitute for the sin that takes place. Something's got to die in their place. Something's got to die in their place. And so we realize that he took a lamb and he took the skin and slayed a lamb. God did and wrapped that skin around Adam and Eve. We hear the prophet of God as a, one night as he's preaching. He said, the other night I watched Adam and Eve walk out of the Garden of Eden. Now I want you to just think about this just for a moment. War took place in heaven way before this earth. Adam was on the earth. God cast Lucifer out of heaven with the angels that fell with him. Are you with me? And God himself did not try to redeem them. But when one son fell, when one son fell, God came running through the Garden of Eden. Adam would, there would be a, a statement that was made in these generations that we live in now. A man named Neil Armstrong. There was aspirations that they would go to the moon an exploration and where a man could put his feet. As a matter of fact, several different nations were trying to get there and it was a, it was a, a, a race in space and a race to get to the moon. And, and, uh, and there was a man named Neil Armstrong. Some don't believe that people went to the moon. Uh, some still don't believe that, but it don't matter tonight. No way. We're, I'm not here to put that argument there, but... But Brother Doug Baker is probably the most smartest man that I ever met in my life. And he's a physicist, engineer, and uh, I, I don't even know how to say what he is. But he said there's, there's actually telescopes that, that you can see where they were at. So I'll just take their word for it. I, I'm not going. But Neil Armstrong, as he's no doubt, it's a choreographed statement. But as he, all the dreams and all the monies and all the aspirations and all the engineering and, and now they've landed on the moon and now he's a man stepping on the moon and, and he's, he's got his suit on because, because man when he went there couldn't live in the moon's atmosphere. So he had to take earthly atmosphere to the moon that'll preach and so you and I have to take a heavenly atmosphere to live here and so Neil Armstrong as he stepped down he made this statement one small step for man one giant step for mankind whether the world wants to realize, realize it or not tonight, we are coming to the end of the Gentile dispensation. We've come to the end of it. We are just before the tribulation period to set in. Destruction lays before us. Israel is expecting two prophets to come and, and to speak to them. There will come 144,000 out of that group. 
a nation that is torn with its own wars, a nation that has its own perversion, a nation that is eat up with all different kinds of religions and, and wars amongst themselves, cabinets that fight. We think our cabinets fight, Israel's cabinets fight much worse than ours does. Much war takes place in their own governments. There's a reason for that. Man has trouble governing himself. But there's coming a king. Are you with me? There's coming a king and it's King Jesus where we'll live in perfect peace. Now they are expecting, they, they're looking for a Messiah and he's coming. He's on his way. But before they can get their Messiah, we have to leave the earth. There must be a rapture take place for the Gentile bride. Now we've had our message. We've had our prophet. God's vindicated him around the world seven times and he's, he's had his picture taken with him over and over again. Let me just say God did extraordinary things. We can talk about the miracles for months about what God did in this generation. Not just with the prophet, but with the ministry that came under the inspiration of that prophet that has now walked the earth. You see, God has laid his hands on the bride of Jesus Christ, spoke her into existence, gathered her out of denominational systems and, and brought her unto, unto himself. Understand, this is God's doing. Many have tried to destroy and many have tried to ridicule and many have tried to make fun of. But you can't stop what God's doing. No more than you could stop John the Baptist. Cut his head off, but the mission was through. You see, God would step out of eternity into a realm of time because Adam's race fell. And they were given a substitute down through the Old Testament. But the blood of bulls and goats could not make a man the dwelling place of the Holy Ghost. Are you with me? It only covered their sins. The desire didn't leave them. Are you with me now? Now there would be times to where that God would step from that realm to this realm. He came down and he spoke to Moses. We heard last night that Moses was not ashamed. Because he had met that pillar of fire. Now let me just say, when you meet that pillar of fire personally for yourself, I heard Brother Shannon in his prayer tonight as he prayed, and I stood back in that office, and I said, that man can pray like that because he's met that pillar of fire. We're not ashamed of where we stand in this day. Let Satan rage and his kingdom scream. There will be a bride. And I will be one of them. <clears throat> Through the prophets, God would show an attribute of himself. And there was moments that you could see God in Moses and you saw God. And then there were times that you saw Moses. 
Throughout the Old Testament, God, uh, the writers had to write their faults. Because they were only attributes of God to where God would pour a portion of himself in to allow people to see that this was the word of God to the generation. I don't know if you heard Brother Tim the other day when he was preaching here and you caught it. But when Brother Tim was preaching, he talked about Moses and the children of Israel that left Egypt. Only one in five left. Only one in five left Egypt. 20% left Egypt in the Exodus. 80% stayed in Egypt. You read the book and you think, well, everybody left. Everybody just left. Everybody put the token on the door and everybody just left. But only 20% of the Jews that were in Egypt caught the message of the hour. Hallelujah. And then when they got to, to, the, to, the, to the border, to the Red Sea, and they were standing there and the greatest army was behind them, let me just say, it took faith to step out into the water. It took real faith when 80% turns around and they don't even move, but you've had faith to get here. And now you look like you're going to be murdered. Are you with me? Jewish tradition says this, that Moses stretched his rod out over the sea. You know, in our minds, we get, we get Hollywood to, to the point to where that it just opens up so quickly. But there's a family that was in the, in the Jewish families that actually started marching into the water. And they marched till they was up their necks. And the water opened up. Sometimes we're challenged to take a step. I want to say this to you. Don't get your eyes on the uncommitted. They're not going. Don't get your eyes on the people that are only wanting to go so far. They're not going. But there will be a bride that will take a rapture. Don't even get your eyes on me. Keep your eyes on him. Jesus is the Greek form of Joshua. That name, the name of Jesus is the sum total of all that Jehovah was in the Old Testament. For the Jehovah of the Old Testament is the Jesus of the new. Jesus is the sum total of every title a 
of Jehovah, the Lord our creator, the Lord, the most high God, the owner, the Lord, the master, the Lord, the everlasting, the Lord, the provider, the Lord, the healer, the Lord, the banner, our miracle, the Lord, our sanctification, the Lord, our peace. The Lord, the judge, the Lord of hosts, the Lord, our righteousness, the Lord, the shepherd, the Lord, the blesser, the Lord, the maker, the Lord, the mighty, the Lord, the Jehovah, the Lord, the ever-present, the same yesterday, today, and forever. He was, he is, and he always will be the Lord. purpose of what God was, was promising in sending the Holy Spirit he said I would that you would mark John 14 the beginning said reading through the chapter for the basis God's purpose we find in sending the Holy Spirit was one purpose that God himself might dwell in his church and continue his plans through the church that God was in Christ, continuing his plans through Christ, out of Christ into the church, continuing his work through the church. And we know what the Holy Spirit is. We find out last night that it's God. And then we think of God, the Father, and Jesus spoke of here, his Father God and the Son as Jesus, God the Holy Spirit, as what we call it today. Now, what does God mean that there is three individual distinct gods? It means that there is one God. It's one God. May we say it like this, all that God was, he poured into Christ because he emptied himself and he poured it into Christ and Christ was the fullness of the Godhead bodily. We know that as Colossians chapter 2. All that Jehovah was, he poured it into Christ. And all that Christ was, he poured it into the church. Not into one individual, but into the entire body. And there we come together in unity and we have power. I want you to just notice, we have power. What do we need power for today? To live an overcoming life. What do we need power when we get sick that we can take God at his word and step into a body, a well body? Brother Ron, but one day we'll step into a resurrected theophany body. But what about a well body? Are you with me? Brother Ron said, God will make your body obey your confession. Hallelujah. God was made flesh and dwelled among us. Timothy, 1 Timothy 3, 16. He says, without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh. We handled him. God Jehovah made flesh, walked on the earth, and we saw him with our eyes. What percentage was that? I'd say one in a million. I'd say one in a million. 
Why do you bring that up, Brother Ronnie? Sometimes on your campus, sometimes in your facility at workplace, you're the only one. You're the only one. And you work literally in darkness. You work literally in darkness. And you're the only one dressed like you're dressed. And you're the only one that conducts yourself like you do. And you can't hold yourself. And you know that God's holding you. Are you with me? And you know what you was? And you know what your, your, your aspirations is to be? And he's got a hold of your life. And you realize it's not you doing it, but it's him living through you. Brother Ron, nobody else believed in it. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Jesus said, I and my father are one. It didn't matter what none of the religion said. Because he was telling them the truth. And he told them, ye of your father the devil. I wonder, I, I heard Andrew as he was speaking last night, and forgive me for getting off key here just for a moment, but I wonder, I wonder how many of us would all of a sudden feel shame. If you invited Brother Branham to the pulpit in that day, and Brother Branham was very cordial for a bit, and then all of a sudden, and all of a sudden, the truth starts rolling. I listened to Door in a Door this morning. Brother Brown was very cordial. He was amongst the full gospel businessmen. He was very cordial. And I used to listen. Of course, I've listened to it probably hundreds of times. But I, and I, I just knew here he is in his cordial, in his cordial way, and he's being such a gentleman in about 30 minutes. Either they're going to be ashamed or proud they're standing with them. Let me just say, those disciples that were standing with Jesus, it was a spot that he puts them then. When Jesus turned to those, those well-recognized priests and said, ye are of your father the devil. Your fathers did eat man in the wilderness and they're everyone dead. Come on, church. Come on, church. Jesus turned around and said, Blessed is he that is not offended in me. Sometimes you'll have to make a stand. Sometimes you'll have to make a stand. We, we walked into McDonald's across the mountain and we walked in and, and our sisters here, Sister Joyce and Sister Evelyn, they were proud of us as pastors. You'd have thought the governor of the state had walked in and they, they took us over and wanted us to sit down and they bought us an apple pie, it was good, and, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a coffee and, and they wanted us to sit and talk to all their friends. They weren't ashamed of us. As a matter of fact, they were edging on a sermon just a bit if they could have. You know that's the truth. But how many times does people curl And just your presence causes a conviction to come. 
And there's another feeling, not, not proud, but an ashamed feeling. Christ the mystery, he said the first thing was God wanted to reveal himself to the people. And he couldn't do that as Jehovah, God, who covered all space, time, and eternity. He could not. He is too great to ever be revealed to people because it would be too mysterious. How could that be? That never did begin. That after you went beyond the cycle of hundreds of billions of trillions of trillions of years of light space and go out into the infinite, into the eternity, how great creature that all was and that is is. But what he wanted to do, he loved fatherhood. For he was a father. And the only way he could express it was to become a son. A man. How did God hide himself from Lucifer and all of his works? He became man. And beyond any of that, he became a man, a baby, that was immediately called illegitimate. You know, you heard me talk about Moses in a pillar of fire. How many people were standing there when Moses met the pillar of fire? Wouldn't you like to write a blog about that? Wouldn't the critics like to have a field day with a blog about did Moses really meet a pillar of fire? Let's give you one better than that. She's a teenager. And she's espoused to an older man that's a widower. He's a carpenter. And she's on her way to get water. She's not a member of any family other than the family of the mothers of Israel of our Lord Jesus Christ that Matthew will write about and put her name in it. But that's only decades later. But she's a teenage girl on her way. And an angel meets her there. And he's tall and he's, and he's dark complected and, he, and he's got a different look about him. And now she can't tell nobody. Are you with me? And the first time she begins to tell it to a sister, it's named Elizabeth. And she mentions that his name shall be called Jesus. And John, which is the forerunner, is dead in the mother's womb. And the first name Jesus' name is mentioned brings life to that dead baby. That's the power of this great creator. That before that he was ever born, 
He had the resurrection inside of that name. Brother Branham said, I wish I had voice of a singer. If I could just have the voice of a singer and just now I would love to sing one of my favorite hymns and I love what he does with this hymn so you be patient with me for a moment. He said, wrote by my precious friend William Booth Cleburne, down from his glory, ever living story, my God and Savior came and Jesus was his name. Born in a manger to his own a stranger, the God of sorrow, tears and agony. Oh, how I love him, how I adore him. My life, my sunshine, my all in all. The great creator became my savior and all God's fullness dwelleth in him. What condescension bringing us redemption when in the dead of night not one faint hope in sight. When the forked lightning came, God precious tender laid aside his splendor stooping to a manger, a stable full of manure to be born in. Stooping to woo, to win, to save my soul. And he sings the chorus again. And then he is, then he is in me. Now he's still, he's breaking off from singing for a moment. And then he is in me and I am in him. And in that day you'll know that I am in my father, in the father, and the father in me, and I in you, and you in me. God Emmanuel with me with us it was that Emmanuel that seen George Wright sitting there just now laying there dying when four doctors passed him and it was Emmanuel when he had to borrow a womb when he had to borrow a grave he borrowed my eyes and said go tell brother George thus saith the Lord he'll dig the grave of those preachers and things that's laughing at him now hallelujah that God what condescension oh how I love him he's singing and he breaks right into it about George Wright and he says they've made fun of him Four doctors that laughed and made fun of him. God borrowed my eyes to go tell him, you'll dig the graves of those that made fun of you. I tell you, this week I've had a wonderful time with that thought. Just that thought's enough to preach the rest of the evening. It was that Emmanuel. It was that same one about the little animals the other day in the woods. It was the same one about Margie Morgan sitting there, all the rest. It was the same one who borrowed the mental faculty, the senses of the body to present himself to the world today through you while the evening lights are shining. God be merciful, friend. I'm taking so much of your time. Let's try it. Give us a chord. Oh, how I love him. And he begins to sing. 
and it begins to hum. He's humming down from his glory. He said, now it's time for him to show his grace. A mother brings a little baby here with leukemia, cancer in his bloodstream. That evil to that baby. God, here is my voice. Speak the word, and it shall be so. It's quite a statement, isn't it? For Lord, you've said, say to the mountain, be moved, don't doubt, and it shall be. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, I condemn this devil called leukemia. The disease of this child's body, it shall leave. It must leave. In the name of Jesus Christ, may it be so. Here's a mother, while Brother Branham singing a song, gets called out with a baby that's dying of leukemia. And he speaks to that leukemia. He's humming. He stops. He prays for that baby. The baby's healed right there. That's what he does. My sunshine, my all in all. The great creator became my savior. He sings another verse in chorus. Isn't he wonderful? Don't you just feel like worship him just in spirit and worship him? Just forget yourself now. Don't be ashamed. The Holy Spirit is here. That Holy Spirit, just meekly, in your own way, the great creator became my savior and all God's fullness dwelleth in him. There you are, what condensation bringing us redemption. It shall be a sign when the dead of night, not one faint hope in sight. Oh, precious tender, laid aside of the stender, stooping to win, woo to win to save my soul. He said, I'll never be able to understand the riches, the fullness of your spirit until we see him at that day when we shall come. We may be sleeping in the dust. Oh, I love this. We may be sleeping in the dust. I may have to turn back to the original turret dust, but that will not worry me one bit. I know that he'll call and I'll answer. And then I shall see him as he is. This corruptible body will be changed and made like unto his glorious body whereby he is able to subdue all things unto himself. He said, let's look at just a, at this pretty little couple, Adam, with his great manly shoulders, his ha shaggy hair hanging down his neck. Eve, maybe her blonde hair hanging down her back, her eyes blue. I love how the prophet commentator just gives us exactly what's going on. And there, his great muscles and body was quivering and shaking. What? Something had happened to them now. Notice as it rolls down his cheek and the tears, mortal now, he has to die. Mortal now, he has to die. I want to say something. While I was at Brother Kelly Hildebrandt's, I wrote a sermon down that 
that, I, that I'll preach one day here. There's only one time to be mortal. You'll only be mortal this once. You'll only be mortal this once. Are you with me? Make right choices. Don't waste a day. Listen to the scream of the word of God as it screams out to you. Are you with me? In that dimension, it'll be no getting right with God. It'll be no pleading the blood of Jesus Christ. I wish I'd have done things different. It's only this, and we're not promised tomorrow. I want to I I be very clear with you. We're not promised tomorrow. I opened the paper this week. I opened the paper. And a friend of mine, and I'm talking about a real guy. I'm talking about a standout in the community since he was a boy. A real man. Gone. Gone. And I look all the accolades of life, what he did, what he accomplished, what this was that or this or that. It's gone. It's over. It's over. All of his influence is done now. Are you with me now? You'll be remembered maybe another generation, another two generations, and then it's gone. Then it's gone. After a few generations, even your name kind of disappears from the map. I can't help that. That's just a cycle of life. It's just gone. It's, it's, it's just over with. Listen, only in that, that time segment, grab a hold of it. It's only what you do for Jesus. Let me just say this. Let me just pause just for a moment. Let me say we've got all got friends in other realms of life. But don't let those friends influence you in your choices to serve Jesus Christ. Because without Jesus, they're headed in one dimension and you're headed in another dimension. Brother Ray, when this life is over, the sin question is settled. It, it's settled. It's, it's, it's a done deal. It's done. Stepping from, from this dimension, stepping out, you're going to step into another body some way or another. Are you catching what's going on here tonight? I'm talking to a group of people, and I make a declaration to you. We're not just a church. I want, to, I want to say this just as firm as I know how to say it. We're not just a church. This building looks like a church. It is a church. But this is not just a church. Oh, I go to church on Saturday and Sunday night. That, I, 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 I think it's absolutely imperative that we come to church. Don't forsake the assembling of God. Don't forsake yourselves. You come. But, but let me just say this to you. Service should go on every day. Your worship should go on seven days a week and bring the strength from home and work and come to church. 
What you've listened to during the week, may it be food from God. Brother Ron, but I feel so backslid in my spirit. What are you feeding on? It's a very simple thing. What are you feeding on? My child's not growing. My child isn't getting nourishment. What are you feeding that child? Well, Brother Ron, I just feel half disconnected when I come to church. I don't know what anybody's talking about. What are you listening to? What are you listening to during the week? What, what are you feeding on? Fox News has no rapturing faith. ESPN has no rapturing faith. All of the nonsense of the world has no rapturing faith. Your Facebook has no rapturing faith. I got an interesting letter this week. It's email. Interesting letter from our insurance company. It was talking about how pastors give references. And I thought it had an interesting statement in it. It said, never give a reference until you look at their social media pages. So maybe for before now, I'll just make it a, just, just a general rule here. Before I make a recommendation on your job, You let me borrow your phone for a few minutes. Brother Ron, that's pretty difficult. Really? It ain't nothing to what God's going to do. He's going to rapture people off of the earth. And he's a just God. He can't rapture people that are not worthy. It's not like picking flowers here. Well, I'll take this one, I'll take that one. You have to have the blood band ready. And that's, that's let me just say this to you. I am what I am here or where I'm in China or in Australia. I am this way seven days a week. Brother Homer's last sermon was, be you therefore ready. For in such an hour as you think not, we're going to step into eternity one way or another. I can just imagine if you were a real believer in the days of Paul and those men. And this guy was killing some of your family. Some of them have been in prison. Some of them have been stoned. Some of them have been burnt. And now this guy 
is going to get papers and is carrying papers to come to your house. And now he has an experience and a pillar of fire. Men are around him. They're around him and they're on their horses and they're carrying out, they're, they're, they're with him and they're under the influence of what he is. But this man seemingly comes off of his horse and he's on the road and, he, and, he's, down, and he's down on the road and pay attention now. And he's on the road and he's, he's there and now a pillar of fire appears before him. And he knows the Old Testament, God identified himself as pillar of fire. And he knows he's not under an illusion and he sees the pillar of fire. And God begins to speak like he did through Moses and through Elijah, through the pillar of fire. And God says, I am Jesus. I am Jesus. Are you with me? Between the steps of that horse, from one step to another step, that predestinated seed came to life. A moment ago, he was an accuser of the brethren, and now he's one of them. When he gets back on the horse, he's a believer. He got off of the horse as an accuser. He got back on the horse, Brother Nathaniel, as a believer. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Some of us have found ourselves in those conditions. Maybe fighting it with all of our heart and then all of a sudden Jesus becomes real to us. Isaiah stepped into that presence. He was under the influence of Uzziah. But once he comes into the presence of God, he said, woe is me. Ruth was working in a field, but after a conversation in a few days, she won't need to ever work in that field anymore. I hope you can just stay with me for a minute. I'm going to preach, I'm going to preach an entire series in the next 10 minutes. Ruth worked in the field by what the word said as his kinsman redeemer. And she worked like a slave girl, a girl that was hated in a field. And she just constantly kept making steps. But that kinsman told her to just stay in that field. You just stay with this message of the hour. I will redeem you. I'll make you this promise. You stay here. I'll give you plenty of food to eat. It'll be spiritual food in due season. Stay here. Stay here. I'll make you a promise. I will do the work. say. It doesn't matter the fun that they make. Just stay in the field. Just stay there. He'll do the work. He'll do it.
He'll take you from a slave girl in a field. A widower. To the owner's wife. Now I want to capture our children's attention for a moment. This might do some of you some good. We've read since a little a little child that there was a girl that becomes somewhat orphaned and she's got three stepsisters that are very mean. And the stepmom is very hateful and wicked. She has to live in an attic for quite a long time. Now, she met a messenger from another realm. And that messenger told her who she was. And she took a mouse and made a horse. I don't know if I got that one right. And she, are you with me? And she gave her the clothes to wear. Be careful at midnight. And she met the prince. And of all the girls in the room, somehow she caught his attention. Only a few moments before, she'd been a slave, orphaned girl that had been made fun of all of her life. And now she's dancing with the prince. But if you'll notice in the, even, by, even in the children's story, how that when reality came, she was back being made fun of, and Satan was trying to tell her who she wasn't. Oh, I'm, I mean that wicked. Are you with me? I used this the other day, and I think I'll capture some more of you just now. The University of Duke. Some of you are Duke fans. The University of Duke was getting beat so bad. An epic beating was taking place to them by an unknown team. Was just beating them so bad. And they finally, he, he calls a, Mike Krzyzewski calls a timeout. And so in minutes, that team just starts turning it completely around and wins in the final seconds. All the reporters ask, what did he say? What did he say? I bet he really tore your hides up. No, no. Actually, I got the story in Ireland. You're talking about in good setting. I got the story in Ireland. And he said, no. He didn't, he didn't tell them how bad they were. He reminded them of who they were. army that's on the earth today that will overcome Laodicea that is champions of this day hallelujah here's my challenge tonight step into it come on step into it 
You got a few more minutes for me. Ten virgins. He said it'll be a secret coming. No one will know when it's going to happen. We're commanded to be ready and watching. We don't know what hour, but whatever it is will not prevent any of those back there in here for just as soon as Jesus appears, the whole watch rises, dead or alive, doesn't matter. We don't meet him first, we meet one another first. For we which are alive and remain are the coming of the Lord down here shall not prevent those or hinder those which are asleep. Them precious ones that seal their blood and seal their testimony with their blood will not prevent or hinder those that are asleep for the trumpet will sound. Something will take place. The gospel something will sound announcing his coming. The dead in Christ shall rise first and we which are alive and remain shall be changed. And feel a change come on. The gray hair go out. The wrinkles fall away. Be changed in a moment in the twinkle of eye. And we shall meet our loved ones first. There's mama. There's papa. There's my buddy. Hallelujah. We're ready. And then together with them that are dead, we'll be caught up in the air to meet the Lord. I would call this the last rally, so here we go. It puts me in mind of something like ourselves. I said to the people, I'm getting to a spot that I need more faith. That's what I'm home for, is to get a new burst of faith. It got so that you look like when you pray for people, you apologize, Mr. Devil, would you please move over? He said, nothing to that. Faith has got muscles, hairs on its chest. When it speaks, everything else shuts up. Don't go in, Mr. Devil, you move out. Get out of here. I'm the son of God. I'm commissioned of God. Leave them alone. You have no apology to the devil, nothing to do with him. Not ashamed of the word of God. Not ashamed of our commission. He says, not ashamed of who we are. That's right, we're sons of God, commissioned to cast Satan out. We owe no apologies for that. We have, we have muscles and hair on our chest. That's by faith. Who is this circumcised devil that has challenged the sons of God? Today, we will cut your head off and destroy Satan's kingdom. When that inspiration of the Holy Spirit is here to inspire you, remember, God will make your body come to your confession. If you say you're a drunkard and want to drink, don't worry, you will soon be one. If you say you're a sinner and you want to sin, you'll be right into that. If you say you're a Christian and believe it all along, God will bring your testimony, will bring right into it. If you believe in healing and believe God has healed you, confess it and God will make your body obey your confession.
for he's the high priest of your confession, sitting on the right hand of the Father, now with his own blood to make intercessions for any confession upon anything that he died for. Wouldn't it be wonderful tonight if everybody would come in a prayer line and say, I am a Christian. I have no condemnation. I know that my heart condemned me not. Something tells me that tonight's the end of my suffering. Are you listening? Are you listening? Wake your neighbor up. I want to read this quote and I want you to get it. Wouldn't it be wonderful tonight if everybody would come in that prayer line and say, I'm a Christian. I have no condemnation. I know that my heart condemned me not. Something tells me that tonight is the end of my suffering. You're going away from here with something. No matter how much you come in emotion, how much you do it, it, it won't work until that perfect faith has manifested and identified itself in you as a substance. And when it's there, nothing is going to shake you from it. I figured you'd be dancing, but uh, maybe you need another quote. If you had cancer and the doctor told you yesterday that you'd be dead before Monday morning, all of your heart, your respiration's gone. The cancers eat you up. Your bloodstreams become completely cancer, whatever it is. And something came with this substance of genuine faith. Perfect faith was made a substance in you you would laugh in the doctor's face. Oh, brother, on but my cancer, my, my arthritis, and my high blood pressure, and my... Don't claim it! Don't claim it. Don't let it rule over top of you. Come on, church. God's a healer. Well, Brother Ron, what if I die from it? It'll be your portal from this realm to that realm. But it won't have victory over top of you. It only become the doorway for you to step through. Hallelujah. to be like that old Elijah when he walked up and down before the idol and said why don't you call out a little louder <laughs> you talk about confidence why don't you call out a little louder why don't you call out louder what are you doing that for brother Ron I'm going to give this to somebody I'm going to give it to somebody. Somebody that really needs it. Because when we was in China, they were giving us towels and we'd wipe our brow and throw them down and they'd come grab them. Yeah. 
And let me just tell you, there were phenomenal testimonies that took place. One of them, a man died later. He later died. His little boy died. Are you with me now? His little boy died. And he remembered that he got one of them towels. And he went and laid it on that little boy. And that boy came back to life. when he walked up and down before the idol and said why don't you call out a little louder maybe he's pursuing he knowed what he was doing because God had told him it was going to happen and he said let the God that answers by fire be God they poured water on the altars they cut themselves they done everything they called out to Baal Baal answer us Baal answer us and Elijah was just as calm as he could be and he said call out a little louder maybe he's pursuing maybe he's on a fishing trip maybe he's doing something else he's out there somewhere and he just made fun of them because he knew something was going to happen and watch when he got everything in order and he walked out there and said Lord God of Abraham Isaac and of Israel he never called him by his name Jacob Shikster he called him Israel Prince with God and when I come to that point tonight I thought about this is me. There was a time when I was a stinker, when I was a shyster, when I was a nothing. But when Jesus came, I stepped from that realm to another realm. Whether I feel him or I don't feel him or he does another miracle or another miracle, I've seen hundreds and thousands of miracles by now. He don't have to do anything else for me. But he's promised me, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. In my name you'll cast out devils. He's going to continue the work. Ain't my doings, it's God's doing. I want to ask you tonight, as we sit here. were sitting here tonight and maybe this would be the which it is the last time that your pastor will speak to you for a couple weeks and I would have any words for you to help you get through the next few weeks I want to leave you with these words are you ready you see a lot of things can happen in a few weeks I'll be here next week with brother Joe and be cheering him on Probably at the picnic, I'm going to give a talk, a sermon, prayer line, around the fire. God just does supernatural things. But Peter is standing with Jesus. It's coming to a vital hour. I'd say it's kind of a vital hour where we're at now. Because God was moving from Jew to Gentile. <clears throat> but he's got to have a spokesman. 
that will take them in the baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the spokesman really don't know who he is yet. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you that he might sift you as wheat. I love these next words. But I have prayed for thee. <laughs> but I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. You didn't you, you think Jesus didn't see him deny him thrice? Sure he did. Did Jesus give up on him? No, he, no, he didn't. Will this man be the spokesman on the day of Pentecost? Absolutely. He'll stand and tell that this Jesus whom you crucified, God has made him both Lord and Christ. You crucified him, but God made him both Lord and Christ. Now he's going to stand there and he's going to preach to them of who he is. And now for you to get salvation is you got to repent. So there's some stepping you got to do. And you got to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And then you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For this promise is unto you and to your children, as many as are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. So there were some steps from just being associated with Jesus and being an outspoken disciple to a failure. now filled with the very life of God and becomes a spokesman of the church and now when it comes to his time to die and they're going to crucify him he said don't let me even don't let me be crucified like my Lord turn me upside down you had cancer and the doctor told you yesterday that you'd be dead before Monday all of your heart your respiration is gone cancers eat you up your bloodstreams completely completely cancer whatever it is and something's come with this substance of this genuine faith perfect faith was made a substance in you, you'd laugh in that doctor's face. I read to you just a little while ago when Brother Branham tells Brother George Wright that was dying. He said, George, you'll dig the graves of those four doctors. (laughs) You'll dig the graves 
of those four doctors that said you were going to die. We could get a grip tonight of what we just heard. We could grab a hold of what we just heard tonight. How many has a need in this building tonight? You just look at God. I just want to be real. I want to be real. I want to. I want you to come touch my knee. I want you to touch my knee tonight. Amen. Amen. Brother Randy, I want you to come and get one of these napkins now. I want you to leave this on. is an act of faith. Almighty God, we've raised our hands before you all over this building. Lord, we've taken you at your word. These signs shall follow them that believe. Lord, as much as you've stepped into this building tonight, Father, by the authority of the word, we preach your word. Brother Seth, the doctors have told him has at least six kidney stones to pass. Father, I believe that you're a God that can dissolve them. Lord, you dissolved one the other day for me, Father. Lord, it's only been a couple of months ago you dissolved that thing. Getting ready to go to a meeting in Canada. Lord, I just prayed, Father, if you want me in that meeting, you gotta, you gotta dissolve this. God, you're the same God now. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Not only dissolve kidney stones, but every glimpse of cancer cell. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray you do a work. Every hand that's been raised across this building now, Father. Lord, because you've invited, you come. Lord, and I ask you just now that you would do a work, Father. In Jesus Christ's name, I ask you. You'd supernaturally touch your children right here this moment in this hour. Lord, you see our needs. And you're a God that heals and answers prayer. A God that knows every situation of our life, Father. I pray in Jesus Christ's name. You'd stretch forth your hand of mercy. Satan, take your hands off of God's children. In the name of Jesus Christ. You're defeated tonight. You're stripped. You don't have the keys to your own house. And we stand to commission to speak the word of God. Not just words, but words with power. Words with enforcing agency tonight. We're commissioned to stand here and take you at your word tonight. Lord, I rebuke every, every ounce of fear and unbelief and doubt in this building now. And may we step from that channel in Jesus Christ's name to lay claims on the promises of God's
Hallelujah. 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 Won't you just worship him now? Just reach and touch him now. I reach my hands, oh, 
lift my eyes where my help comes from. I look to you, my rock, my healer. I trust in Receive Him. 
my hands oh, to the heavens I lift my eyes where my help comes from I look to Trust in you. Oh, yes, Jesus is here. Oh, Jesus is here. Oh, Jesus is is here oh Jesus is here oh and I'll receive
let's just worship the King tonight. Lost or saved, find their way at the sound of your great name. Mountains, 
Keep me in the valleys and hide me from the rain. And my God is awesome. He can move mountains and keep me in the valley and hide me from the rain. Oh, my God is awesome. He heals me when I'm broken. Oh, gives strength where I've been weakened. Forever He will reign. Let's sing that one more time. And my God is awesome. He heals me when I'm broken. Oh, gives strength where I've been weakened. Forever He will reign. And my God is awesome. Oh, oh, He's awesome. Yes, He's awesome. Can you shout it tonight? Oh, He's awesome. Oh, my God is awesome. Oh, yes, He's awesome. Yes, He's awesome. Oh, He's awesome. Oh, my God is awesome. The Savior of the whole world. Oh, giver of salvation, it's by His stripes I'm healed. Right now, I want you to say that again. Hallelujah. The Savior of the whole world, oh, giver of salvation. Right now, it's by His stripes. Right now, right now. And my God is awesome. Today I am forgiven. Oh, His grace is why I'm lit. I wonder tonight, can you praise His holy name? Can you praise His holy name? Hallelujah. My God is awesome. Hallelujah. Oh, He's awesome. Yes, he's awesome. Oh, he's awesome. Oh, my God is awesome. Oh, yes, he's awesome. Oh, he's awesome. He's awesome. Say, he's mighty. He's mighty. He's mighty, he's mighty, he's mighty awesome, oh he's awesome, say he's holy, he's holy, he's holy, he's holy, he's holy, he's awesome, oh he's awesome. Say he's great tonight. He's great. He's great. He's great. He's great. Awesome. Yes, he's awesome. Say deliverer tonight. Deliverer. 
Oh
bless you. You're dismissed in the